Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. It's 2021, Jack. It's episode number 101. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, uh, too, Jeremy. It's uh, 2021. It's no longer 2020. Uh, nothing bad or crazy uh, is possi- could possibly happen uh, in 2021. So it's, it's good to be here. <laughs> Please note, this show was recorded the night of... Uh, January fourth, uh, let's say, uh, 2021. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's 2021. It's episode 101, and uh, this this episode we're going to be running down uh, New Year's resolutions um, for different teams in the uh, MLB. But first, uh, let's get to our 2001 uh, rookie debuts. Jack, who do you got? Yeah, so Jeremy, I have Adam Dunn uh, for my 2001 debut. Yeah, the reason for that is I saw Adam Dunn uh, play Class A ball for the Rockford Reds, the now defunct Rockford Reds back in the late 90s. It must have been uh, 98 or 99 that I saw him play in that game. I believe he hit a home run in that game, but he also broke his bat. And uh, uh, what they would do at the Rockford games is when guys would break their bats, they would give them to this concession stand and they would sell the broken bats. So, um, you know, my dad bought me the Adam Dunn broken bat uh, that he had also autographed, too, um, Adam Dunn had. Uh, And, you know, this was before we had any idea that Adam Dunn would be any good. We didn't know who he was. It was just like he was just some random guy who looked really big. Yeah. He was probably probably like a big motherfucker that stood out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you knew he was a you knew he was a slugger. But um, yeah, so so we got this cool autographed bat um, from Adam Dunn. It, it still had like the pine tar on it and stuff. Uh, it's probably still in my parents' basement. Um, cool. And uh, and yeah, so every, when when he debuted, uh, you know, I, I followed his his career. I, I always felt kind of a personal connection to him. He was uh, uh, kind of your classic three outcome guy. You know, homers, walks, strikeouts. Uh, he was one of the first guys who was like recognized as being being that kind of yeah, player. Definitely. So he was he was kind of revolutionary in that uh, in that sense. Um he had a you know, he had a bunch of good years where he hit a he hit a lot of home runs. He was kind of a consistent 35-40 homer guy every year. He walked a lot. He would always walk like over 100 times uh and he would he would strike out a lot too. He finished his career with 462 home runs. Um and he he had a couple rough years with the White Sox towards the end of his career, which was kind of which was kind of sad for him. Um, even though he did have one good year with the White Sox, where he hit 41 homers and walked 105 times, but he only hit 204 that year. Hey, classic three true outcome guy. So yeah, Adam Dunn, he is my uh, pick for 2001, uh, and I still have his bat. Very nice. So okay, <clears throat> quick question: It was the bat that he broke in that game. They already they put it on sale, like you know, just innings later. That that's a good question. I, I I actually actually had not considered that. It may have been a bat he broke in a in a pre, in a previous one. Yeah, it's kind of cool too because they uh, so so it's got his autograph on like the barrel, but then on the you know on the bottom part of it where like they you know the Billy Ripken fuckface card, you can yep. see the word fuckface like where they they write they wrote they wrote on Adam Dunn's they wrote Dunn don't throw it there, um, which is <laughs> uh, you know so that was that was kind of cool too. Also in that Rockford Red Reds game was uh, Austin Kearns 
played yeah. in that game. Uh, and Corky Miller played in that game as well. Uh, Corky Miller, he uh, he had a couple of cups of coffee up in the big leagues. He was a catcher. Um, what other what other position he could he be with a name like Corky Miller? But uh, but yeah, he played in that game too. So we did see two pretty uh, impactful big leaguers in Adam Dunn and Austin Kearns at that Rockford Red ga- Reds game. And uh, yeah, the Rockford Reds no longer exist. They used to be the Rockford Cubs for a long time. Um, and now I think there's an independent team there that plays in that stadium, but uh, they are no longer affiliated. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's pretty cool to see those those guys, Jack. Um, let me think. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, to me, Adam Dunn, um, you know, ball, ball player, whatever, stuck around for a while. To me, he's the... Uh, He'll always be the bartender in Dallas Buyers Club. Is is he in Dallas Buyers Club? He not only is he in it, Jack, but he's like a producer on it. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea he was he was in it. Um, yeah. That's insane. Is he good? Is he any good in it? I don't. I, mean, I don't remember the movie well enough. I think he might just like pour a beer or something. Okay. <laughs> or like he's or he's wiping down. You know, he has like a rag on his shoulder and he's wiping down a glass. Sure. So like in that in that sense, he nailed being a bartender because that's pretty much what bartenders do in movies. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I I was reading the story like he he's like I want to say his wife started a production company or something. Maybe that's like being like like misogynistic or something. But it's like I think like him and his wife got involved with like producing movies briefly i don't know if they still are or what but like they did happen to produce dallas buyers club and he was in it and um i don't think he's in anything else but uh but yeah so that's an odd piece of adam dunn trivia i would say (laughs) um i also let's see i i saw a lot of those games um when he was a, a white sock uh, and I remember they, they said that like his um, his average dipped. They were saying because he was like DHing for the first time, sure, uh, in his career, and um, he didn't like he didn't like he couldn't like get the routine down of like not actually going back out to the field. So like it might have like caused him to disengage supposedly with like you know concentrating at the plate or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, you know I I think like those guys are interesting. Like those three true outcome guys. I love guys who walk. Like I, you know, it's like sometimes you'll, you'll take the the strikeouts if the guys walk enough. Um, and his on base percentage was pretty good for his batting average, never being super, super high. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of ran out of steam a little bit towards the end. Um, and there d- wasn't like Adam Dunn. Am I? Yeah, it was Adam Dunn. Like he never appeared Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm thinking of the wrong guy, but I think he had, like, never appeared in, an, in a playoff game, and then he was in, uh, like, the A. he was on the 2014 A's, and they made the wild card game, like, the one-game wild card, and they lost, and Dunn, like, never was in the game. Like, he didn't, he, he didn't appear in the game. Like, he was on deck or something, um, but never appeared, and then they got eliminated. They lost that one-game playoff, and so he never, like, appeared in a playoff game, I think. No, yeah, you're you're right about that. I know I know that he had never appeared in one up until that wild card game. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure if he got in that game, but I, I don't think he did. So that was yeah. kind of one of the like the tragedies of his career. <laughs> I mean, if you could call it that, is that you know he played he played for as long as he did, um, uh, and never and never played in the playoffs. Uh, what you know what you say about the DH is very uh, is very interesting. I remember reading that Dick Allen uh, when he had signed with the with the Oakland A's. Uh, the manager, who I think was Jack McKeon at the time, um, had tried to DH uh, Dick Allen, and Dick Allen like refused to play, and informed um, the manager 
that uh, he, had a, he had a clause in his contract that said that he would not DH. He would only play first base. And he said, like, I can't stand being a designated hitter. I did it once. Like, and all you do is, like, you know, you, you sit there and you have a cup of coffee and then, like, you, you walk around and, like, you just you try to stay ready for your next at bat. And uh, it drove him crazy. So when he went to the A's, he actually had a clause that said that he would never uh, have to DH. So when, when you think about it, like, it's always kind of a detriment for guys like David Ortiz or Edgar Martinez. They're like, oh, we shouldn't let these guys in the Hall of Fame because they were just DHs. That's only, like, they only played half, you know, that's only half of what you need to do in baseball is hit. You know, the other half is field. But DHing uh, could, is, seems like it'd be kind of a hard thing mentally, you know? Um, baseball is a sport. It's not like the most rigorous sport. It's not like basketball or football where you're running around a lot, but it, you still need to like keep your mind sharp and, you know, just kind of being on the field, I think really helps with that. So it's, it's understandable why Dunn's, why Dunn might've fallen off a cliff after he went to the American league, uh, with the White Sox. Um, you also mentioned that you like guys who walk. I actually really like guys who walk too, you know, a hundred walks in a, in a season, Jeremy, that is like, that is like mahogany inducing numbers. You know what I mean? As, as James, as James Woods would say in, in John Carpenter's vampires. Um, so yeah, I love guys who walk, you you know, you might know a little bit more about this than me, Jeremy, but, um, I know that like back in the sixties and seventies, uh, nobody cared about walks. So when, when guys, when guys like, uh, when their Hall of Fame cases were being made, like the walks would just be completely ignored. Nobody cared about it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and in, on baseball cards, I don't think they even started listing walks as a stat until like the early '80s. So it's like nobody nobody cared about walks. Now they now with the uh, you know the inception or the uh, not the inception but the uh, uh, whatever. Now that when, once Moneyball came once Moneyball came to promi- uh, you know prominence um, and sort of the rise of that. Now like walks are a huge thing. But they uh, they never used to be. But yeah, I think walks are a are a sexy stat too. So uh, so you know, I look at Adam Dunn's baseball reference, and it looks like he walked a hundred times in like eight different seasons. So that's that's pretty cool too. So yeah, Adam Dunn. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you're still looking for it, but I have your bat, dude. If you happen to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, why don't you walk your ass on over here and get it? <laughs> it's unnecessarily mean to Adam Dunn, who we just said we liked. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. So very cool. Um, so Jack, we probably should have done this in reverse because mine does not end like very, very well. Okay. But um, my guy, Jack, for 2001 is Ryan Friel. Oh yeah, we should have done mine for uh, last <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I, I could, we could clean this up in post, but let's just roll with it. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Friel uh, is my pick, and um, again, not too much to say about his playing career. Like, so he, he. He was, uh, you know, a utility guy, I would say, like, as kind of a short, scrappy, like, like twitchy, like outfielder guy. Um, he played a little third base and second base here. Um, he he was on the Cubs for a little bit in 2009, but he was mostly like a red, I would say. Um, yeah, six years with the Reds and then one year each with the Royals, Cubs, Orioles, and Blue Jays. Um, uh, tragically... Um, he, so I think what Ryan Friel is known for, he was like a scrapper guy, whatever. Like he would like jump into the stands, like to catch balls. And, uh, I think that this might be, might've led to what, what happened with him, but he, he, he developed CTE, which is like uh chronic traumatic encephalopathy, uh, which is what all the football players are getting. Like, just like the, the gray sludge on the brain basically. Um, and, but he was a baseball player. Um, 
but he he killed himself uh like uh he shot himself um in 2012 and um yeah so it's according to the wikipedia like he uh his family after his death donated his brain to science and they um you know did research to 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 explore you know his brain and find out found out that he had cte um and yeah it makes players like suicidal and do crazy shit and like um so like you know like dave dorson and junior seau um i think chris benoit like the wrestler had it um that was that that one turned out a little worse (laughs) than ryan friel um (laughs) but uh the one thing but the other thing okay so the thing about ryan friel that i was going to talk about is like Jack, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember him when he was a plant when he was like playing, basically? Um, you know, I was aware of him, Jeremy, but I, I never really thought about him that much. Do, so you don't you don't remember? Do you remember that he had a a um, an imaginary friend? Like a I do, I I do remember that, Jeremy. Okay, yeah, yeah Farney. <laughs> His name was Farney, and. The, the story about it at the time was, like, kind of funny. Like, people would be like, oh, hey, Ryan Friel, you got that uh, Farney, right? Hey, what Farney say to you today? And then it turns out he had, like, bipolar disorder um, yep. and, and all these other things. And it's like, yeah, maybe we should have seen that as a sign, like, you know, early on instead of, like, this being, like, a cute story about some, like, imaginary voice that, that told him, like, you know, hey, you know, hit better or, like, hit a, hit a curveball or something. Um you know, uh, so I don't know. I, I, you know, the guy was, I just remember like plays where he would literally like dive into the stands and like injure fans going for like a, a foul ball. And it's like, he kind of tested that line between like someone who's really like laying it out there, like, like going all out. And then someone who's actually like endangering people, like in the stands, like for like <laughs> a ball that doesn't really, it was like, you know, like it would have been like the, the, the first out in the sixth inning of a, like, of a 10 to three game, uh, in, in like May or something like, and he would be diving into the stands, like, like knocking over like a little kid to catch this foul ball. And it's like, are you being, are you being scrappy or are you being an asshole? You know? <laughs> and so like, I mean, I don't know if he like suffered like brain injuries from those, like those plays, but like, uh, I don't know. So weird, weird story of Ryan Friel, tragic story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like just to, to, I was like cognizant of him as a, as a player. And like, I remember the, the Farney stuff and, um, it, it definitely puts a different spin on it when you, when you like learn of like what ultimately happened with Ryan Friel. So, uh, that's my guy from, uh, 2001 name that stood out for me. Uh, should I have gone with a, a lighter subject? Possibly, <laughs> but, uh, we can't go back now. So, um, I guess we can move on to the news, Jack. Well, no, I was just going to say, Jeremy, it sounds like Ryan, Ryan Friel, like, for his playing days, like, he could have taken a page out of John Olerud's book and, like, worn a helmet in the yeah. field, you know? Um, he certainly, you know, John Olerud wasn't the first guy who did that. I mean, I think Dick Allen might have done it for a little while, too, uh, back when he was playing. Um, yeah, you mentioned Farney. I, I can only imagine, like, maybe that's, like, from some traumatic experience where he, like, got into a brawl with Kyle Farnsworth, yeah. you know? Right. Like, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the, uh, the only guy where that's happened to um, yeah, Farney sounds a little bit like Captain Howdy from, uh, from The Exorcist. That was the name of, like, uh, Linda Blair, Linda Blair's, like, imaginary friend that turned out to actually be Satan. Um, so that, it kind of re- reminded me of that. But, uh, but yeah, Jeremy, let's move on to the, uh, 
to the news. Um, yeah, yeah uh, very cool, very kind of unexpected that John Boog Siambi was hired by uh, the Cubs to be their new play-by-play guy. Yeah, John Shambi. Uh, I Jack, this was like um, my. Did it come out? Was it yesterday that the news came out? I think, um, or maybe it was two days ago. But like, I was, um, I was like react i like like went crazy when i saw the news come come through my wife was like getting ready to like leave for work like for the day and i like saw the news pop up and i i kind of like sprung up and i was like celebrating and i called like my friend i actually called mark bubble bath um and i just cold called him and like he told me like when because i i barely call him like we usually text and he called me and he thought that was saying that somebody died um (laughs) but uh but yeah so like i was like i was like john shambi john shambi like so like <clears throat> when they when they got rid of Len Ca- or when Len Casper left, I was like, you know, they read like the list of names that were floated out there. Some of those were whew, real, uh, real doozies. Um, I think we even like named a couple. I don't know if we named John Shambi even uh, when we talked about it, but like I know like Chip Carey was on that list and like Josh Lewin and just a bunch of snoozes. Um, Wayne Randazzo, like oh, big, it's exciting, great. Um, so like, but John Shambi was the only one that I was like. Um, actually excited like that i thought would be like okay i would be okay with um and fans folks like if you've been listening to the podcast for the last like month i'm taking this len Len casper stuff pretty rough um it's it's like i've i'm already like i was already kind of like feeling like down about this this year of the cubs because if the team is going to suck the least that could happen is like you can enjoy listening to the games with with your announcer and it's like to not have len there i was like uh this is really gonna suck so now i'm ex- i'm like i'm like shot like uh you know with a boost of adrenaline like i'm so excited about john shambi i mean he's a funny guy he's a hip guy um he even is like a little more like wry and like cutting than len casper and i think like i think like He'll, he'll, I think he won't be afraid to kind of like speak his mind a little bit, like more so than what Len would have done, I think. So, like, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. And I think that he's, he's going to be great with JD. I'm, if anything, they might be too much alike. Um, so, you know, Shambi will have to like kind of like be kind of like the, 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 like the uppity guy, the like cheerleader guy uh, of the two. But, uh, it'll be an interesting mix and I'm, I'm super excited. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, one thing I like about uh, Shambi, um, I think my well, my first I've seen him do games on ESPN, but I think like my first real extended exposure over a period of time to it uh, for him was uh, uh, listening to the uh, uh, KBO games or watching the KBO games that were happening in May. Uh, he was he was doing a lot of those, uh, which I really enjoyed. He, he was doing a really good job with them. Uh, I remember they had Jason G- uh, Jason Giambi, I think in Shambi Giambi. Um, they had uh, Jason Benetti on uh, one of the KBO games too, as like a guest. And him and him and Benetti had really good chemistry. It seemed like they were good friends. So it's cool to have both of those guys in the same city. Uh, like I texted you, Jeremy. Um, I don't think that uh, uh, Shambi is a step down from Casper at all. He's just a little bit different. Like you said, maybe he's even a little bit more wry. So I like that. Um, and, you know, I like a play-by-play guy who can, like, throw in a little bit of pop culture here and there or, like, kind of kind of go off on a goofier sort of tangent with his, with his color guy um, as, a, as opposed to someone like Brian Anderson for the Brewers who wouldn't know a pop culture reference if it took a dump on his forehead. You know, um, and, and I'll say this, like, you know, you watch a football game and you hear like, uh, you know, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels 
do a game or like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And like these guys are like competent and they'll give you what, you know, they'll give you the, the meat and potatoes of what's going on. But you're never going to get like uh, like that goofy sort of uh, like sometimes pop culture stuff or just yucking around that you would get on like a on like a more prominent local broadcast. And like these guys get these national jobs because they are like, you know, they're very vanilla and, you know, they're not they're not going to be they're not going to say anything offensive at all unless like, you know, unless they, they don't know that their mic is on and it's Troy Aikman talking about how like doing flyovers is a waste of, you know, waste of airline fuel. But like, um, you know, for the most part, they're just dry and they're just vanilla. So I actually that's one of the things I admired most about Shambi is that like he was able to be a national broadcaster on like ESPN, but still still maintain like. Uh, that that sort of that wry sense of humor. I think Vaskarjan was one of the first guys who like did that, or he's been doing it for a very long time. But now his act is just stale. Um, yeah. You know, thank God you were spared of that, Jeremy. Like that, he didn't take the Cubs job. But um, you know, because if uh, if if Rick Sutcliffe is to be believed, the Cubs have wanted you know Matt Vaskarjan for years. But um, but yeah, so I'm 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 really excited. I watch more Cubs games. Than almost any other team um, aside from the Brewers, so it'll be cool to it'll be cool to have him on there and to listen to him. Yeah, definitely, Jack. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, he's friends with uh, David Ross too. I think like they have a pretty good chemistry, so I think like there'll be some connections there. So that'll that's that'll be good for the broadcast and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, in a year that uh, might be rough for Cubs and Cubs fans. Um, you know, I think uh, it'll be nice to have Shambi there for sure. Absolutely, Jeremy. And you know, and one more thing about that: it's it's nice that Ricketts had to. I'm sure he didn't want to, Jeremy, but I'm sure he had to fork over a pretty penny to get Shambi away from ESPN. So it's it's nice that he had to. It's nice that he had to pay through the teeth for something after what he's after what he's done to the team this winter. So yeah, no, for real. I, yeah, I, at at some point it'll just be like you know, David Ross, uh, Rizzo. Uh, and, and catfish man left from, from, from 2016 and uh, just to just to pick up the pieces and, and wonder what happened to it all. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it, I, I, that's another thing. Like just I mean, I don't know why Shambi just to get back into it real quick. Like, I don't know why Shambi took this job. Like I never in a million years did I think he would actually take this job. It seems just like toxic. So, I mean, I'm almost hesitant to kind of make a point of it now, like. God forbid he hears this and, and has second thoughts and like and changes his mind. But like I, I mean, I'm glad that he decided to to stick with it and think like, hey, we'll, me and Deshays will make like a broadcast out of this, and I'm gonna be in a world class city like Chicago. Um, but uh, I don't know what he was thinking taking a job for Marquee, but uh, more power to him. And uh, uh, we'll we'll we, as as members of the press, Jack, we have to have his back uh, for for free speech. Yeah, no, absolutely, Jeremy. And hopefully he gets a clause in his contract similar to Dick Allen's DH one where, like, yeah. don't put a third guy in the booth with those two. Just oh, let them do their yeah. thing. Don't put Mark Grace in here. Don't put Ryan Dempster in here. Just let these guys do their thing. You don't oh. need any extra. Yeah. Oh, God, Jack. You, I mean, that, that starts a whole new can of worms. Yes, <laughs> I honestly, I would not be surprised if, like, even even if he like talked to like Len Casper or Deshays and he said like hey and they told him like hey like seriously put the I mean you say that probably slightly unjust but like in in reality like I think like that's a hundred percent true he should have pushed for that and I hope that he did and he was probably in a position to get that done so I I, I hope that that happened of course you know I'm sure day one of spring training they're gonna have some asshole in there 
uh, ruining the broadcast already. So we'll, we shall see, but, um, but yeah. Um, Jeremy, the, the Detroit Tigers signed Robbie Grossman yesterday to a two year, I believe $10 million deal. Um, and, and like how, how this isn't really newsworthy folks is Robbie Grossman. If there, if there's one guy in MLB who is just like the most boring player in the whole league, <laughs> it's Robbie Grossman. I can't believe that Robbie Grossman is even still in the major leagues. Like how is this, this guy has never been anything more than like an average to below average player, but he's, he's played for seven years now. And uh, you know, he's a career 252 hitter. He doesn't hit for much power. Um, he doesn't really walk that much, uh, and yet, yet he's still uh, he's getting a two-year, ten million dollar deal. So I, I don't understand it. But anybody who said that the market isn't going to be good this year, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that you know, I think that this is uh, example one A of why that's not true. Yeah, for anyone who uh, applied for one of those like small business loans like during the pandemic, uh, and were denied by like you know like Potbellies and. Shake Shack or whoever else got those things instead of like mom and pops. Just look at, just go ahead and talk to the Detroit Tigers organization. They're giving away millions of dollars to people like Robbie Grossman. Hell, I'd rather have Rex Grossman than Robbie Grossman um, playing like outfield for me. Um, but like, yeah, that's what a miss, what a misappropriation of nine hundred and uh, nine or nine nine and a half million dollars. Let's say that's about how much he's overpaid, and and I could even make an argument for more than that. But um. That's crazy. I mean, and, you know, and hey, you know, like shame on us for even <laughs> talking about it here. But it, it is January and uh, uh, it's just yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, I wonder what what kind of like thing like assigning like that does for the needle, like in terms of current free like a Trevor Bauer or something. Maybe not, not a Trevor Bauer, but like um, uh, I'm trying to think of like kind of like a second or third tier free agent but like they have to be like hey Robbie Grossman got 10 million dollars like like two years 10 million like you know I'm worth at least you know twice that or something you know so like uh that maybe that that's good news for for other free agents out there I guess and like I know what were the Tigers doing signing they're not going to compete like why would they spend any money on on a guy like that like and it's like I could see them signing a guy like that but like for that kind of money it just makes no sense i don't know no i would not be excited if i was a tigers fan jeremy it says he's going to be the third oldest uh player on the team after miguel cabrera and jose cisnero so i think that they're uh you know they're expecting him to be a uh to be a leader in the in the in the clubhouse um did we see uh you know i'm just looking through this stuff here did we see daz cameron play in the minors i don't think we did did we no. i think oh no that's mike cameron's kid and i think we yeah. have been texting about it but we didn't we didn't see him okay no no i think we missed him yeah um okay but, yeah um but regardless uh maybe that can be one of the tigers new year's resolutions is to spend less money i don't i don't know should we get into those jeremy well, you know what? Before we do that, Jack, I have one other news item I forgot to like talk to you about. But, oh yeah, um, I want to bring this up. I was um, uh, heard from a listener of ours, uh, Pete Pete Greenwood, uh, brother of Zachary Greenwood, who was on the baseball card episode a couple uh, uh, months ago, I guess. Um, but uh, his brother Pete was uh, texting in. He was kind of going back and listening to some old episodes. And Jack, do you remember seeing Corey Mazzoni? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> Neither did I actually, you know, I'm, 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 I already feel like I kind of biffed this cause I wanted to be like, Jack, what does the name Corey Mazzoni mean anything to you is uh-huh. the way I actually wanted to set it up. But, um, Jack, we saw Corey Mazzoni 
I it has to have been in our first Cubs game that we that we went to, uh, which would have been um, May seventh, two thousand eighteen. Uh, Marlins at Cubs. That was to me. That's the Tyler Cloyd game. Sure, <laughs> Jack. But um, Corey Mazzoni pitched in that game, and um, uh, according to uh, Pete, uh, listener Pete, he said uh, that you said that you predict that we'll never see Corey Mazzoni in a Cubs uniform again. Did and, I? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I, I don't know if, I don't know if he said like, uh, like again, this season or like after this year, but, uh-huh. uh, that turned out to be his last uh, year in the major leagues. <laughs> and he was only like 26 at the time or something. Like he was, uh, he was 28 at the time. Okay. Like, he had like, he, he had a one Oh four ERA in eight appearances for the, 2018 Cubs and um, never appeared again. But um, yeah, so if you go all the way back to uh, episode three of the podcast, I think we talk about Corey Mazzoni <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean uh, that was it. And then he just disappeared. Like he wasn't in, he didn't, he has no minor league stats after 2018. Like, I don't know what happened, um, uh, but he just, just disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> well yeah jeremy uh, that's some that's some nostradamus shit right there you know like yeah uh yeah he never actually came back you know it it, it is uh I, I am pretty good with remembering the names of ball players yeah um but mike and that was only that was only like two years ago yeah, that, we, two, that we yeah 100 percent. like i um he uh he was texting me about this and he said like does the name like do you remember Corey mazzoni or something and i'm like yeah, but I was thinking like I'm like, what did he pitch like in the thousand in the two, in the in the aughts? Like, did he was he like did he pitch in like two thousand three, two thousand four? And it's like, no, you guys saw him. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> and I like looked, you know, and, and uh, yeah, he's like, we we like looked it up or whatever, and um, uh, yeah, just kind of crazy. But uh, but yeah, there you go. I, I Jack, I I I I uh, salute you for your for your um your prediction. I gotta say. You weren't going on on a huge limb, out on a huge limb, <laughs> saying that we won't never see Corey Mazzoni again. But, but it turned out to be true. So, um, yeah, I'm curious as to what happened to this guy. I didn't look him up, but um, just just looked up his uh, MLB or his baseball reference, and like, yeah, no, nothing, no, nothing on his baseball reference after the year 2018. Not sure you know, it's happened. it's it's funny, Jeremy. If if some uh, if some MLB guy ever came up to me and was like, hey, like. What the fuck was up with you talking shit about me on the podcast? I would just, I would probably have no recollection of it. Because at this point, like, you know, I feel like uh, I've talked crap about half the league. So if yeah. anything, that, that story, it scares me a little bit. You know, I'm not, I don't, yeah. I don't know what else I've said on here. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll know if Tyler Cloyd comes up to me, I'll know by his crazy eyes. But uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, you, you could throw me for a loop too. Um, but okay, so moving on, on, on that note, we can move on to our uh, New Year's resolutions. Sure. Um, Jeremy, do you want to just do the teams in, uh, should we just do them in alphabetical order? How do you want to do these? Yeah, sure. Do you got a list there in front of you? Uh, I am pulling one up, uh, right now. Arizona first, probably. Alphabetically. Um, yeah. If we're going by city. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. Going by city, we would have, uh, yeah. Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston. You got that list? Um, yeah, I could get that list. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah. So, um, Arizona, we can start okay. with Arizona. What would yeah, be our, sure. Yeah, sure. So yeah, Jeremy. Um, you know, I think uh, I think for Arizona, it would be uh, to just like define 
what it is that you're that you're trying to do with the next year or the next the next couple of years. You know, um, I don't really know where the Diamondbacks are at as a franchise with with like their plan of what they want to do. I mean, they trade so they traded Zach Greinke in 2019, but then they went ahead and they the next season, the next off season, they signed Madison Bumgarner. So like I you know they traded one they traded one ace guy. Um, I don't know exactly what Greinke's contract looked like. Um, he pitched with Houston this year, so I assume he had like at least another year on his contract. Um, but then the you know so they trade him, and then they sign Madison Bumgarner. Um, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. So like, are the Diamondbacks rebuilding? Uh, you know what the what, what are they what are they trying to do? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, they like so basically. So what? So Dave Stewart was their like GM for like a year or two or something, and I mm-hmm. feel like he completely botched the whole team. Like, um, he's he the tra- one who traded Dansby Swanson, right, for Shelby yeah. Miller? Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know, I guess Dansby Swanson hasn't really turned out to be like a superstar or anything, but it, it seemed like a bad idea at the time. Like he was, they they had just like traded for Dansby Swanson, I believe, right? Or, I yes, mean, not, or you know, uh, drafted him. Yes. Um, so. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know what's up with that. They. I think since then they've kind of been kind of sputtering. Like, um. And uh, you know, I think like maybe like that AJ Pollock injury kind of hurt them a little bit. But um, yeah. I mean, uh, sure. I would say that get a better identity. Maybe my. Uh, since it's so much like yours, I'll say Jack. My resolution. I don't know if this is a resolution, but um, what about more live snakes in the park? <laughs> <laughs> what if they just had some live snakes like out in the outfield or something? Um, yeah, yeah, that could be interesting, Jeremy. You know, I think isn't isn't Arizona the one? Didn't they have like a pool back there at one yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, turn that into a like a, a you know an exhibit, like a zoo exhibit, and just put some snakes in there. You know, <laughs> the snake um, pit. Yeah. 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 The snake pit, right? Have more. You know, have more snake themed. Um, have like a snake Pliskin night. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, Kurt, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Russell's character. Um, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, have like, have like nights when the team is on the road where they show like snakes on a plane and anaconda <laughs> and anaconda and stuff like that. Just kind of really, really embrace the snake aspect of it. You know, I like that. Yeah. Incorporate, like go back to their roots a little bit. Yeah. I, have I, Oh, go ahead. I've never been to a, to a D-backs game. I wonder how much, like, do they have like, you know, like a snake sound like, or, a, a um, like I think a diamondback is a rattlesnake. I think uh, so. Like, do they have like a, you know, that shaker sound or something when the team is like, you know, rallying or something? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a minor um, league sort of thing, but like, they should also incorporate that. I went to a diamondbacks game, Jeremy. Did I ever tell you about that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So my family took a vacation there, and I think it was two thousand two thousand or two thousand one. So yeah, if it was two thousand one, that would have been the Diamondbacks World Series year. Anyway, it was early two thousands. It was when Randy Johnson was on the team. So, uh, so yeah, we took a vacation to Arizona, went to a Diamondbacks game one night, and I, was ran- I think it was Randy Johnson bobblehead day, um, but Randy Johnson pitched in that game, I believe, and uh, I think he threw, a, he threw a shutout, if I'm not, if not mistaken. So it would probably be easy to go back and find that game. Um, I'm, I'm sure I have the box score, too. But, yeah, I did, um, I, do, I did go to a Diamondbacks game that was too long ago for me to remember uh, whether or not, like, they... Uh, you know, they would shake a rattlesnake uh, tail every time Randy Johnson got two strikes on a hitter. But that's a fantastic idea, though, Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. Um, th- this episode might be long if we di- di- divert into all of our anecdotes. But I have I have one story about the uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, I, didn't go to a, I didn't go to a game, but I was in uh, 
Oh, I don't want to say what I was in Arizona for, for but I almost said it right there. But <laughs> I was in Arizona for some reason that won't be named, but um, I did go by the the stadium, um, and I did I did eat at I, I've never talked about this on the podcast, but I ate at Alice Cooper's Town at Alice oh. Cooper's restaurant across okay. the street. It's mm-hmm. right across the street from from uh, the Diamondback Stadium, which is also like down the block from like where the Phoenix Suns play. Um, so it's like a whole like arena district. So Alice Cooper has like a sports bar there. And, uh, I went, it was one of the only times in my life that I went and got table service, like at a restaurant by myself. Um, and, uh, I went there and I got like these like crazy hot wings that they had. Um, and then I got the big unit, uh, Jack, which is a, like, I want to say it was like a three pound hot dog. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I, yeah, so like they came out and they served me this, like, not only was I by myself at a restaurant getting like, you know, table service, but I ordered a big three pound hot dog that they like had to bring out. And like, people like looked at me and like, looked at me, put it on, look, look at them, put it on the table. And like, I, I tried to eat this hot dog and, um, and I had wing, I had like a whole order of wings too. And like, I was drinking beers and stuff. And, uh, I'll say this, the beers were a mistake, like, because I couldn't, I ate about a third of the hot dog which is still crazy that's still like a pound of hot dog but um (laughs) but yeah so i uh so that's my yeah diamondbacks uh adjacent story oh wow um yeah i'm i'm interested in this hot i'll have to see if i can get a picture of that or something jeremy uh uh, you said it was a three a three foot long hot dog i think it was a three it was either three feet or three pounds i can't remember okay Um, Okay. but uh yeah it was it was gross like a, a hot dog most of the time when you eat something big like that, it's not supposed to be that big. Like, 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 uh, like when they have those like crazy big burgers, it's like a burger that big isn't going to be good. Like that's, it doesn't equate to taste. And so like a three pound or three pound hot dog or three foot hot dog, whatever it's, it wasn't good. It was on like French bread. It was like impossible to eat. There's no way you could eat like even half of it. I don't think. Um, but, uh, <laughs> one more funny thing about Ellis Cooper's town um, this is stuff. This is stuff you're not going to see anywhere else on any other baseball podcast. I'll say that. But one more thing about Alice Cooperstown is that the menu was the menu was ridiculous. It was like they would have like stuff named after athletes. Okay, okay, like um, and then they would like they so the big unit hot dog whatever. Uh, which let's not fool ourselves. That's it's a penis reference, but whatever. Right. Um, I, I, I didn't need to say that, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> it was kind of unspoken, but, uh, there you go. But so, so there was like, there's like dishes. Like there's like, you know, like the, uh, there's like, I don't know the like Luis Gonzalez, uh, you know, burger. And then like the, whatever the J bell, uh, <laughs> yogurt cup or something, you know? Yeah. And like, but, and then there was like Phoenix, there was like the Charles Barkley chips or something, but then there was also, and then there was like actors. So there was like the Jennifer Aniston nachos or something. Sure. But, but then there was also like the Elaine Bennis big salad. There was like, so like, which, which is a Seinfeld reference. And like, yep. so like they referenced like, they had like real athletes, then they had actors, then they had f- fictional characters. Like the menu was just like absurd. It was like all over the board, and it was like there was no like 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 uh, you know synergy or unity to the menu. It was it was just kind of a, a mess, and it, it made me laugh. Sure, um, you know usually like when when you go into a place where like they uh, they have those like you know crazy funny names of, for stuff, it's almost kind of embarrassing to order it. 
yeah. you know um but yeah in this in this instance i think i might have had fun with it but yeah you're right jeremy you know it's like uh make make one choice and stick with it you're either going to do athletes or actors or like real people as opposed to fictional characters you can't you can't go all over the board like that you know i feel like maybe there were like too many hands in that uh you know trying to trying to mess with that too many chefs uh spoiled the broth there yeah totally <laughs> All right, well, Alice Cooperstown, that was uh, that was that was good, Jeremy. We'll have to go there if we ever uh, yes. if we if we ever go to the place that 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 will not be named. Yes. Um, okay, well, the Atlanta Braves are next, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I can let you go first on this one if you'd like. What do you think the Braves' resolution should be? Well, okay, to go from one like absurd uh, suggestion of more snakes to maybe a a serious one, I think maybe it's it's about time to get rid of the uh, the tomahawk chop and the. Uh, the Braves uh, rally music. Um, you know, Jeremy, that was going to be what I said too. Okay. So cool. Okay. We that we were on the we're on the same page for that one. But yeah, I feel like now that the Indians have uh, announced that they're going to get rid of their the Indians nickname, uh, if, if the Braves are going to keep the Braves nickname and the Braves the same uniforms and all of that, the very least they can do is get rid of the tomahawk chop chop and that that warm music that they play. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll you know I'll I'll try to be even handed here a little bit. Like I I so I was at a Braves game and like they play it and like it's I'll say this it's fucking annoying if you're not a Braves fan if you're if you're like the other team or whatever um, to have them like like play that. But I mean it I guess it gets the fans engaged or whatever and like um, like that is cool. But like at at the sake of cultural appropriation and borderline like like racially offensive or insensitive um expressions maybe not so much um but uh but it's like it 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 was like kind of infectious to do it in the stand or like to to like to to be there at the game when it was happening but like yeah it's just a bad look it's like um i you know i i don't know it's 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 not a good like if people could actually like step out of themselves and look and see like who the people are who are doing it and uh how they are like i would say 100.9 percent not native american who are doing it <laughs> probably not a good idea it's, it's just a bad look probably time to, to, to move on to that and, and find something else to to to, to cheer for um, yeah, I, I agree uh, 100%, Jeremy. I do like the uh, – I, I actually do like the Braves uniforms. Um, I think that they're, that they're really cool. But, like, if they were to abandon the Braves nickname altogether and call, themsel- and call themselves something else, uh, you know, I think it's probably time to do that. Although uh, I do really like their color scheme and just the way that their uniforms look and even, like, the, the writing that, that Braves is in. Um, yeah. You know, it, it looks really cool to me. I think it's pretty classic. But at the same time – um, you know, if they want to, if they want to get rid of that nickname for good, I, you know, I would be on board with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's a borderline one. I would say like, it's certainly no Redskins. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, so I don't know what, what, what's going to happen with that, but, uh, yeah, they, the uniforms are classic, even though like I have bad associations with it just because the Braves were so good in the nineties. And I just associate that uniform with just them kicking like the Cubs ass or something in the playoffs, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, Jack. Yeah, sure. So for the Baltimore Orioles, Jeremy, I would say, uh, the new year's resolution is to, um, embrace Earl Weaver even more than they already do. <laughs> Jeremy, nice. I love, I love Earl Weaver. Uh, have you, I, I don't think we've talked about this clip on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we haven't, but you know, have you, you've obviously seen the classic clip 
where Earl Weaver says, uh, you are here for one reason and one reason only, to fuck us, um, <laughs> to the umpire. Have you seen that one? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's classic. Um, Earl Weaver was like, he was a, 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 such a, a great manager. Like, he was very ahead of his time. He, he loved guys who would walk and uh, get on base and then, like, hit home runs. So, like, he was one of the first, you know, managers to advocate for that. Um, you know, it, he was, like, about pitching defense and the three-run home run. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was way ahead of his time. Like, if you look at all of the things they talk about in Moneyball, he was an advocate for, for all of those things, and he was managing in the, the 70s. Um, you know, he didn't like stealing bases unless you did it at a very high percentage. So he was, he was way ahead of his time. I've just kind of been getting into him lately because I, I've watched that clip a couple times, and it's just it's, it's so funny to me. There's actually a lot of things about that clip that are really funny. Uh, like if you do a deep dive on it and watch it, you know, as many times as I've watched it. Uh, for those who've never seen it before, the clip is basically uh, the pitcher for Baltimore gets called for a balk. And then uh, immediately Earl Weaver runs out and, and gets ejected, the very first thing he says. But the, the umpire was mic'd up for a documentary, so that's why the whole argument was caught, uh, was caught on, on camera and uh, with sound. So the, the funny, for me, the funny thing about that argument is that the, the, umpire, the umpire called a balk on the pitcher, but not once does Earl, Earl Weaver talk at all about the balk. He, ju- he just wants to fight with this umpire about, like, about nothing, which is which is pretty funny. Um, at one point, the uh, the uh, Weaver says to the umpire, he goes, "Your ass will never have our games again." And then the umpire goes, "The umpire goes, good. What do I care?" And then Earl we- <laughs> Earl Weaver's kind of nonplussed by that, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah." Uh, so that's really funny. And Jeremy, if you watch to the very end of that clip, I think they had uh, I think they had all of the umpires mic'd up. So the, the, you can see the home, the home plate umpire at the very end. So th- this whole confrontation between Weaver and uh, the umpires happened um, uh, like on the first play of the game, when the first, the first batter of the game reached and then a balk was called and he was, went to second base. So the game was like five minutes old. So after, after the argument and after Weaver leaves the field, the ump goes back behind the plate and he says to the catcher, he goes, Jesus Christ! We just started this goddamn thing, and then the clip, the, the clip cuts, and that's just like the best like cap to that. Uh, so yeah, when I saw Baltimore Orioles, that's the first thing I uh, thought of because like, hey, the Baltimore Orioles might as well embrace their past because they're sure as hell not going to be good for a, a couple years at least. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I will say that the Orioles do have like a good amount of like got prospects coming up the pipe uh but a uh, pipeline but uh who's that catcher that they have uh adley rushman yeah yeah the number one pick from uh 2019 i believe mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he's gonna be good they have some they have some good pitching prospects coming up the line too grayson rodriguez and um <clears throat> uh uh who am i forgetting there's a guy zach lother or lowther i'm not sure how you say his name but he's he's coming up he'll be up there soon um Jack, for me, uh, my my resolution for the Orioles, and it's something they've gotten away from already this year, from from last year, is I want them to have more of these kind of like no name Latin players who are like pretty good, but like no one has ever like no one could not only pick their name or their faces out of a lineup, like Hanser so, Alberto or Renato Nunez. Yeah, exactly. Those two, and those two guys are are gone. Like they're they're free agents, so they're, so they're not going to be back. But um, they do still have uh, Pedro Severino, the catcher. Okay. Um, and and Anthony Santander, who might be the best one out of all of them, uh, mm-hmm. hit 11 homers last year with a 261 average. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I would like for them to like that would I would like for them to be like that team like to to have like a bunch of like like kind of no name Latin guys. It seems like I don't know. It seems like you know there's like the the Latin wave the wave of Latin players who are like really blowing things up right now like Soto and and Tatis and and Acuna, um, and then there's like kind of like the like scrappy middle infielder kind of guys you know, um, but like there's like. I don't know. There, there's a, there's sometimes a lack of like just kind of like middle of the road, like dependable or like solid like Latin guys. I think like, um, so it would be cool if the Orioles if that was their uh, their uh, identity and they kind of leaned into that a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I like it, Jer- uh, Jeremy. And you know, you you are right when you say that those guys exist in relative anonymity. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, definitely finding uh, finding more of those guys. Would be a would be a positive, and yeah, Hanser Alberto and Renato, Renato Nunez are both pretty solid players. So whoever ends up picking those guys up in free agency, uh, you know, they're going to get a steal. Yeah, I mean, they're not they're totally they're they're totally perfect guys to be on on the Orioles. I mean, like, and you know, if like if the Cubs ended up getting like a Renato Nunez or, or somebody like to like just like be a backup, like I would be totally stoked for that. But um, you know, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up and. I don't know. It's like Severino kind of stepped up a little bit. Like it'll be interesting to see if he becomes uh, anything like as a, as a catcher and uh, you know, until Adley Rushman is ready to, to play in the majors, but uh, Santander I'm excited about. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what he does. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I like it. So uh, yeah, the Orioles, uh, who knows, maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll do a Marlins next year and, and be able to pick it up and make the playoffs, even though even though next year they won't be letting half the league in in the playoffs. Um, nice. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's move on to the Boston Red Sox, uh, Jeremy. What do you what do you got for the Red Sox? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, like um, maybe stick to their word a little bit, or stick to their <laughs> guns. Um, you know, if you fire a a, a manager for uh, for questionable past behavior, maybe don't hire him back the next year. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah jeremy that's a that that's a good one um i mean uh yeah ron renneke sort of had to fall on the sword this year for the red sox and and manage them through this this awful this awful season uh um and yeah nobody's nobody's like saying anything either nobody's like hey you know it's it's kind of shitty that they hired alex cora back like what was the point what was even the point of that suspension if yeah. he was just gonna get he, if he was just gonna get back the job he had that he cheated at. Like we might as well not have suspended him at all if yeah. that was going to be the end result of that. Nobody so we can safely say that nobody learned anything from that incident. It's <laughs> just they did yeah. him a favor. They're like, "Hey, I know there's a pandemic going on and like you need to manage a 60 game season and deal with like health like safety protocols and like manage like, you know, potential like COVID outbreaks. So just go ahead and take this year off." Um, as your punishment, you don't have to manage during the fucking COVID year, but you can come <laughs> back next year. <laughs> um, it's it's baffling, Jeremy. Uh, the the Red Sox to me, like, uh, you know, they're not they're not the most likable uh, of organizations. I I like. I like the fact that the Red Sox are one of the classic uh, American League teams, along with like the Yankees and the Tigers um, and the White Sox. So I, I have always liked that aspect of them. I really like their uniforms. I like that they just wear gray and white um, for the road and at home. So I like the simplicity of that. But I, you know, I would say for for their New Year's resolution for this year, like how about not trading away 
the best player in baseball. If you happen to if you happen to somehow get the best player in baseball again, like maybe you should try to keep him around for your fan base who's, you know, pretty loyal and will will fill the stadium regardless of what you do. Like maybe when you have a a a player that transcends the game and can do everything and could be like the next, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. or, you know, the next most popular player in baseball, like maybe you should try to keep him instead of instead of trading him. Uh you know, that's just my opinion, but it's a travesty. I was I was saying it at the time. It's a travesty that Mookie Betts was not a, <clears throat> a lifetime Red Sox. Like it's it's crazy. And and also, if you are going to trade him, don't trade him to the freaking L.A. Dodgers. You know, like screw the Dodgers. Like they don't need him. Like uh, so so that was annoying in and of itself. But like, yeah, it's a travesty that that player, like a generational player, like Mookie Betts, is like gonna be like you know and he'll probably end up being like a, a lifetime tiger or a, a dodger now because i think he signed did he sign like an extension like yeah he yeah signed man he signed like a 13 year something crazy some crazy yeah. long extension for a, a, a ton of money like over 300 million dollars and good for him i mean yeah. he deserves he deserves that much money uh I, I do truly think that he's gonna be like the especially with his breakout in the world series this year like he's gonna be the next uh superstar and if you ask me like who is the who is one guy like you would like to see play in a game right now i'd probably choose mookie betts would would probably be at the very top of my list because you know he's gonna probably do something really exciting um yeah. so the fact that the the red sox let him go is bs but i will say this the announcers during the World Series like gave the Red Sox a ton of shit and like throughout the playoffs for like trading Mookie Betts. So at least there's that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Jeremy, the next one is the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> well, where do we begin, Jack? Um, yeah, Jeremy, I, uh, I, I would say, uh, you know, you, you mentioned um, that uh, you, you'll be interested to see when the first Latin player gets suspended for being Latin. For yes. the White Sox. So I would say, Jeremy, a great resolution for the White Sox would be to have no negative headlines this year. That would be, um, I think that's too much to ask. It's, it's definitely too much to ask. But no negative headlines, no clubhouse drama. Like, let's just have a season where none of that happens. It never happened. It'll never happen. But uh, that would, I think that would be a good resolution for the White Sox. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. And I'll just interject something really quick for the White Sox specifically with this Cuban influx that they're having now. They just signed um, Yoelki Cespedes um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, let's put in a couple more of those uh, Cuban sandwich stands at, uh, at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. There's only like two of them, and uh, sometimes the lines can get pretty long. Let's, let's add a couple more in there to please the Cuban fans. <laughs> I like it, Jeremy. Um, uh, okay, Chicago Cubs, it's your team, Jeremy. What do you think? Oh God, for the Cubs, huh? Um, I mean, how about um, <clears throat> to to act like a real, like a major market team? I know we kind of talked about this last week, um, but uh, it would be nice if the Cubs could conduct themselves like a team in like the third largest market in uh, in in sports. I maybe maybe like the fourth if you count Boston, but uh, you know, uh, trading away like top pitchers to get a bunch of prospects. Um, is just not, you know, it's it, like just freeing up money is, is, is a pretty sad thing, like position for the, for a team from Chicago to be in. So like, I would like for them to, uh, to, to act like a real team. And, uh, you know, the biggest signing of this off season is going to be John Shambi, uh, sadly. Uh, so, um, you know, and I, so it's not going to happen this year, probably in 2021, but, uh, maybe they should start getting working on that for 2022. 
Um, uh, yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. Um, uh, I think the, the signing of Shambi was like the, the big thing for the Cubs uh, this year. So uh, I think that's, uh, that's good. And I, I, like yourself, I would be really, uh, you know, disappointed um, if the Cubs, you know, were acting, if, or if, well, the Brewers do act like a small market team. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's tragic that the Cubs are doing that. So hopefully they can, you know, maybe sign some guys for 2022 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got the Cincinnati Reds, Jeremy. Um, I uh, uh, tell you this, they should sign Eric Thames. You know, the guy kills the Reds. He always hits like, he always hits like 30 homers against the Reds. Just, uh, just sign the guy. Just, he'll, hit, you know, he'll hit 50 homers for you. Jack, I think that ship has sailed. I think he signed in uh, Japan, I think. Did he really? I think I saw that the other day, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, you know, his nickname in Korea, I think they called him God. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that'll, uh, he'll, he'll have some of that magic in Japan. Yeah, he'll become Godzilla. Um, <laughs> yeah, he signed with the Yomuri uh, Giants uh, of MPB. Just, um, oh. I think that came through, like, just last this past week. Okay, I don't maybe I don't know if that was the team that Sadaharu O played on um, in, Could be. in Japan. Yeah. Uh, for years, for years, they would not let anybody break Sadaharu O's record of like I think it was fifty-five home runs. I think like Tuffy Rhodes tried to break it one year, and they wouldn't pitch to him in the last game of the season. <laughs> so yeah, man, maybe maybe Eric Thames can go over there and hit sixty homers for the Giants. <laughs> He'll be the new god of J- Japanese baseball. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the Cleveland Indians. Um, yeah, so I don't like, uh, we could talk, we could use this opportunity to talk about this, Jack, like, do you have any, any, uh, front runners for, for new names for the team? Um, I, I think they should be called the spiders, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Spiders or the, you know, the, I guess they could go with the rockers too. Could be, could be cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll say this though, Jeremy, they're like, oh, well, we're still going to be the Indians in 2021. Uh, right. It's like, why? Why not just change it? <laughs> They're like, well, we got to, you know, it's going to take us a while to get the uniform. How how long does it take to make uniforms and hats? Okay, sure, you're going to need to change the signage around the ballpark eventually and stuff too. But you don't have to worry about any of that now. Everybody will understand if, you know, there's still like some Indian signs around the ballpark. Just change the freaking name of the team now and start making the uniforms now. And then, you know, you can, it, how long does it take to make a, to make merchandise for jerseys? You know, when like, yeah. uh, you know, I swear, I don't know who it was, like, you know, Jose Abreu after he he signed with the White Sox. You know, you could find or Yelich after he signed with the Brewers. You could like find Yelich or was <laughs> traded to the Brewers. You can find Yelich jerseys uh, within a week on MLB.com. So it yeah. doesn't it doesn't take long to make merchandise. Um, just change the freaking name now. Why does it have to be done in 2021? I know it's like they're they have to let everyone down gently with their their old uh, offensive iconography, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, you can go to Lids at the mall and get a hat embroidered and while you wait, like, you know, in five minutes, it's like, let's go, let's go Cleveland. Like you don't have a, <laughs> you don't have a, a, a lids in the, in the neighborhood. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the sooner, the better I would resolve that. I, I also agree with the spider. So that would be my resolution for them. It's like, let's go ahead, commit to the spiders and, and um, you know, and talk to the diamondbacks about potential uh, uh, mascot integration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I like it, Jeremy. Um, even though spiders spiders creep me out, yeah, more than snakes. Um, yeah, we got the we got the Rockies next, Jeremy. Um, you got anything for the Rockies? Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> this is a good one. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, like, 
I as as kind of like messed up as as their numbers are. Um, and I know that they like you know did the humidor some years ago and and tried to like curtail some of the home runs. Like I think it would be kind of cool to 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 go back to those days when they had like the the Blake Street Bombers and like they were like they had four guys hitting like you know forty plus homers on the team or however or like thirty five plus homers on the team. Like maybe get rid of that uh, humidor and try to like you know take some more home field advantage and uh, and you know go ahead and celebrate the home run again in, 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 uh, in Colorado. Yeah. I, I love it, Jeremy. You know, I could, or, or even if, even if they, they don't want to purposely get rid of it, maybe they can do a thing like the Indians did in the nineties with like Albert Bell and Jason Grimsley, like, you know, stealing the bat from the umpires thing, <laughs> like get, you know, get, uh, get Ryan McMahon and, uh, uh, you know, Tony Walters to like break into the humidor room and like, you know, sabotage it and break it and just be like, oh, we, uh, you know, the, the humidor is not working today. I guess we're going to have to use just regular baseballs. Um, you know, yeah, I'd like it. Get those guys some, some contracts. Um, you know, like, I, you know, I'm sure Dante Bichette lasted a lot of, lot more years than he should have just because of those good years he, uh, you know, he had with the Rockies, him and, uh, who, who was the guy? Vinny Castilla. Yeah. Those guys. So, yeah. Works. Ellis Burks, who had one year where he had like 150 RBIs or something like that. It was just ridiculous. So, yeah, Jeremy, I like that. You know, let's have some fun with it. Let's get rid of that humidor and let's, uh, let's, let's really, uh, let's, we should really rock it out in, in Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. The Detroit Tigers. Jack, what do you got? Um, you know, Jeremy, we, we would do this interesting uh, activity at work for like a morning meeting uh, like the, on New Year's Day or like the day after New Year's where we would like, uh, we would have to guess what were the 10 most common resolutions that, um, that people would make uh, for a year. And of course, there, there are a lot of the ones like you would expect, like, uh, you know, like quit smoking, um, you know, lose weight, uh, go on more vacations. And then one of them was uh, spend, spend, be more careful with money or like spend yeah. money more wisely. Um, so, hey, we already covered that one, dude. Uh, you know, spend, uh, spend money more wisely, Tigers. Yeah, if you have ten million dollars to of disposable income, you could probably find a charitable organization that could benefit from that, that money more than Robbie and Robbie Grossman is not that charitable organization. No, uh, no. <laughs> um, the Houston Astros. Okay. Ooh. All right, Jeremy. What do you think for that one? I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I I'm I don't know like I'm like I'm thinking of like the those performances by by the way is Dusty Baker still gonna is he still their coach for this year like for 2021 he is right like they're they like I could have swore he was only like a one-year contract but I mean they I think he's still the the, the manager of the team um the only thing that I would say about the Astros is like you know like watching like them like having like Altuve and Bregman having to give those like pretty piss poor like apology slash explanations whatever like it almost makes me want to like give them like a, a, a an open forum like with them with like you know the microphone so like I'm I'm thinking like I'm getting like WWF vibes if they were like in like you know like a ring like doing like a a, a, a promo like you know where they were talking in the ring about their opponents or whatever so maybe they should like they should try to become, you know, I guess like people were saying, like lean into like the villain personality and stuff. Like maybe they should like try to like become more vocal and like, you know, like do like a, a, a shoot like on like their uh, like their upcoming opponents, like on the field. Like, you know, we got 
we got the Oakland A's coming into the into town next week. You know what? Well, I think they're a bunch of Oakland Fs, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and just really trash talk their their teams uh, in front of the stands. I, I love it, Jeremy. Um, I always like the heels better than the faces in wrestling. Um, and, I mean, you know, why not just embrace their, like, you know, their scumbag persona? Like, uh, I, I don't know if you remember the wrestler Eddie Guerrero, the late Eddie Guerrero. You know, like him and uh, his brother Chavo, they had this gimmick where, like, they just embraced their, heel, their heelishness, and they had, like, a, a theme song. Their entrance music actually was like, We lie! We cheat! We steal! We lie, we cheat, we steal, and like those were the only those were the only uh, lyrics in the song. So I think I think that would be great. Or you know, you they could do like a whole like NWO thing with it. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to talk about Cameo again, but Kevin Nash is great on Cameo. He seems he's so like he seems so real, Jeremy. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get through this 2020 bullshit. We all are. You know, I don't know I don't know what he's gonna I don't know what he's gonna talk about now. Yeah, now that it's 2020. 21. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, I like it, Jeremy. Um, you know, baseball doesn't have enough bad guys. Um, you know, we got Joe West and like you used to have John Rocker and like, you know, nobody knew Kurt Schilling was really a bad guy until after he retired. So like, yeah, ba- uh, baseball bad guys are awesome. So like it would be cool to see the Astros embrace that instead of trying to tell everybody that they didn't cheat. Yeah, for sure. And you know, those, you know, like the classic heel turns, like when uh, Shawn Michaels turned on Mario Gennetti and he threw him through the, the window of the barber shop and Bruce the Barber Beefcake's uh, interview segment. It would be like really cool if like Altuve was like on the field like with like you know like a little kid and he gave him like like a, a, a bat and a glove and like and then like he gave him like you know like an autographed card or something and then like he tore it up in the kid's face or something. <laughs> and then like they went he went he did like the full heel turn. Like that would be the way to do it, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. I like it, Jeremy. Um, all right, so Kansas City Royals, uh, formerly managed by Ned Yost. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, again, so Kansas City Royals would be one. I, I would say uh, hit, you know, hit hit Carlos Santana leadoff for every game and see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean it's hard to say what to do about the Kansas city Royals. I mean, uh, they, they're kind of like a blank slate right now. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, cause like Alex Gordon is, is now retired and it's like, there's no, I guess Selvi uh, Perez is, is still there from the, from the championship team, but that's kind of it. So it's like their kind of identity is, uh, is their, uh, is their own. What about if they made a uh, Lord cause they embraced Lord who did the song Royals, what if they made her the manager of the team, like, <laughs> little big league style, you know? Yeah, hey, I, I like it, Jeremy. So this is uh, I, I'm 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 not familiar with this artist. So it's it's Lord, you said? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she she did the song Royals, um, which was a big hit, uh, good song too. Um, but uh, but I, when I went to the Royals game in 2015, the song was pretty big, and uh, they were playing it as I walked into the stadium, and so it's like. They've they've definitely embraced it, um, but uh, but yeah, I would say um, you know uh, make her the manager, a la you know little big league, or they could make her the pitcher like Henry Rowan Gardner. I don't know, but incorporate her some somehow. She could be the owner, uh, something. Um, but uh, but yeah, just since they're they're kind of like a they kind of 
are at the beginning of like their choose your own adventure. So it's like, yeah, like go ahead, do do something crazy. Well, I like it, Jeremy. And, you know, Becky Hammond became the first uh, uh, woman to coach, uh, be a head coach in the NBA. Uh, so, you know, I think that would be a, a perfect uh, a perfect opportunity to make something like that happen. And, you know, I'm sure she'll be less of an asshole than Mike Matheny. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, next, uh, next we have the Los Angeles Angels, Jeremy. Um, I'm going to, for your benefit, Jeremy, hey, you know what? Uh, let's let your boy Otani pitch again. How about that, huh? <laughs> I think that's going to happen. So is it, I mean, is it really going to happen? Well, he, I, I don't know. He, you know, he did pitch last year and he got, he got his tits lit as, uh, as, uh, Keith Hernandez would say. Sure. Um, but, uh, or was, yeah, that was Keith Hernandez who said that, right? It was, it was. Um, yeah. So wasn't good. Um, but, but yeah. And I think it was question. He had had people questioning, like, should he try to pitch again? That's how bad it was. Um, but he was also coming back from, uh, Tommy John surgery, I believe. So like, um, you know, I think they could give him another shot, but like, I don't, I mean, I think the plan is to kind of try him again. I don't think they've completely given up on that. I mean, I would say like, <laughs> to be completely honest, they probably should like say, all right, enough of the fucking pitching thing. Let's just make you like a, a, a hitter, you know, um, if they wanted to kind of focus on one thing and try to make him like good. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to happen, Jack. I think that one's, that one's one that's bound to happen. Um, yeah, you know, Jeremy, can I, can I just say, uh, my favorite thing about that clip that you had where, uh, uh, we filmed the Otani Homer is, is, is after Otani is rounding the bases, you, right before the clip ends, we can, we can hear you go, yeah, (laughs) Otani. Um, it was just like, it was so, it was so real, Jeremy. It was just like this, this un, this unbearable excitement that you just needed to let out. Um, and you just, you know, it was like, uh, it was like in a movie after like, you know, Gerard Butler in 300, like kills a bunch of, uh, fucking guys. And he just like, he just like has to scream, you know, that was like, that was what, that was the, the emotions that you were feeling at that moment. You know, you were just so excited. So that's, uh, that's, that's my favorite part of that clip. Just the real, the real emotions of Jeremy after, after seeing that, like, just like, what a fucking, what a fucking Otani fanboy this guy is, man. It just, it just can't be helped. You, you really, you know, you had been talking about Otani a lot, but like the fact that that happened and we were just really got to see the, the depths of your fucking love for the guy was just amazing. So I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, you could sure you could hold a, 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 a magnifying glass up to my fandom of him and be like, Jeremy, you're not actually you are Asian, but you're not Japanese. Um, you know, we, we, could, <laughs> we could look at that, but um, I'll just go ahead and say it was very cool to see him hit a home run in his rookie year amidst all the hype. Um, so uh, so, yeah, it paid off. So I was I was very excited about that. Nice, nice. Uh, who do we got next year? We got the Miami Marlins here. Well, we got the Dodgers, but I also don't mind skipping them because I fucking hate them. So I oh, that's that's right, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, we got um, the Dodgers. Um, okay, well, uh, yeah, we got the Dodgers, Jeremy. I don't know. What do you think? They're coming off a World Series title. Yeah. How about um, how about take the foot off the gas a little bit for the Dodgers this year? Like you know, it's like you you got it. You got your championship. Um, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if the Dodgers kind of took it easy this year. So maybe we could stop hearing about them like, you know, in like by August or something. Um, it's not going to happen, but uh, I've just, I've gotten tired of hearing about the Dodgers every year, year in and year out in the playoffs and the NLCS and the world series. It's like, you know, why don't you t- take a step aside? Let the Padres, how about maybe 
go ahead and win the NL West and become the the talk of uh, baseball because uh, I'm tired of the Dodgers. I'm tired of them. So take it. Take a step back, Dodgers. Ease up. You won one. Take it easy this year. No, I, I like it. Um, uh, 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 yeah, Jeremy. I mean, they're talking about uh, doing Francisco, like uh, you know, getting Francisco Lindor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so like you know, it's like yeah, you're you're right, man. Pump the brakes. You know, you guys have the money to get. Um, to get anybody you want. So, like, uh, yeah, you know, let's just let us, some other baseball fans, enjoy these great players and not just have, not just have to buy tickets to a Dodgers game uh, when the Dodgers are in town if they want to see all of them. Yeah, totally. And, Jack, as a side note to that, um, I, I had a thought this, this week. Uh, I know you're not – I know you're self-proclaimed not much of a betting man. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, you can – like, betting now is legal, like, on, like, sites like DraftKings and FanDuel, like, and not just, like, daily fantasy, but actually, like, betting on, on, on games. So, so you know, I could – I have an account with them. I could ostensibly put in a legal, like, World Series bet. So, Jack, I don't know if you would be up for it, but, like, we should bet, like – I mean, I would be fine with a dollar, but if you want to make it a little more interesting, like maybe we could each pick like a team to to bet to win like the pennant and maybe to win the World Series. And they even had a prop bet on there, like what team will Francisco Lindor be on on opening day? And the Indians were getting like plus 600 odds. So that's basically like six to one odds. So it's like for him to stay pat. Like and you get six to one odds, pretty pretty good. I was I was almost going to take that bet just for the for the hell of it, but. You know, at some point, Jack, before the season starts, maybe like in spring training or something, maybe we can make uh, maybe we can make some uh, World Series bets or something. I like it, Jeremy. That would excite me. I've never made a World Series bet before. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know who I ch- ch- pick. I'd have to look yeah. into it a little more. But um, I am certainly down for that. It'd be a fun thing to track uh, for the rest of the season. All right. There you go. Uh, actual wager to be negotiated. But um, all right. We locked it in. Cool. Nice. Um, well, next we have the Miami Marlins, Jeremy. Um, you know, how about my, my goal for them, you know, draw a million fans in the season, <laughs> uh, for the season. Yeah. I, I think that's good. Uh, someone should, you know, some, someone should be in that, that, uh, that stadium. Uh, they built it and, uh, quickly dismantled the team and you know, that stadium's empty now. So, so yeah, that, that would be nice. Um, next we have the Milwaukee Brewers, Jeremy, my goal for the Milwaukee Brewers um, you, you know, I've, I've, I've complained about this before, but it would be, uh, uh, it would be, let's, let's play Christian Yelich 160 games. How about that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And for God's sakes, get the guy some video, get him some in-game video, uh, so he can, uh, you know, adjust his, uh, game, uh, during, during, uh, like in-game, uh, practices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, no reason to give that guy a days off. You know, you're talking about twenty million dollars a year they're paying this guy now. So uh, let's uh, let's get him out there as as much as we possibly uh, we possibly can. All right. Next on the list, we got the Minnesota Twins, Jack. Oh, oh, the Twins. Okay, the fucking Bomba Squad, huh? Yeah. Um, um, I like it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, like, so they still have Nelson Cruz, right? <laughs> I believe they do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, geez. I don't know. I mean, well, this is there's an easy one for the Twins, which would be uh, to win a playoff game, right? Did they finally win one this year? They did not. They still are like winless in the playoffs, right? Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, especially against the Yankees, they're they're winless in the playoffs. They can never beat. They can never beat the Yankees. Yeah. So that would be a good start. I mean, I kind of like the Twins. I I like you know. 
like uh for them yeah no they lost they they lost uh you know uh two games to nothing uh this this past season uh in the uh in the wild card round to the Astros. So they're, they're still, they still have like their long running winless, uh, playoff streak. So get to the playoffs and win a game. Um, for someone like, you know, who was a fan of the, um, 2007, 2008 Cubs who, who never, who made it to the playoffs two years in a row and didn't win one game. Uh, it's pretty painful. I can only imagine how painful it is to have that go on over like multiple years. Uh, and especially to the Yankees. And so, like, yeah, it would be nice if they could uh, win uh, a playoff game. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a perfectly fine goal for them. Now, Jeremy, we have the uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, my, my for that would be, you know, re-sign, just re-sign DJ LeMahieu. You know, why, why are you even playing with the idea of letting the guy go? Just re-sign him. He's been amazing since they've... You know, you brought him in there, so re-sign that guy. Uh, you know, I think they just let Masahiro Tanaka go to Japan again. Like, he went back to Japan. Maybe him and Eric, or he, at least he's thinking about it. Maybe, like, him and Eric Thames can be, you know, roommates there or something. But, um, you know, uh, at the very least, if you're not going to get Tanaka back, re-sign, um, re-sign LeMayhew. Just re-sign him. Yeah, that's fair. I would also say um, <clears throat> concert the efforts of their training staff solely on Aaron judge and, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. And like, maybe like get like, what's a good number, Jack? How about a hundred and I mean, well, comparatively speaking, I mean, I like would, I think like 75 games would be like great to have them both in the lineup. But what about like a hundred games in the lineup, uh, for them both to start? (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, no, I like it. That's not, that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. All right. The New York Mets, Jack, um, so for the Mets, I yeah, I don't know, and feel free to to jump in on one with one as well, but um uh maybe not just just try to like re- re- restore some legitimacy to the franchise, I guess. You know, yeah. to be kind of serious here with the Mets. That no, that sounds that sounds reasonable. They've got this new owner with deep pockets. Um, it seems like they're talking about signing George Springer. So yeah, I would say instead of being the White Sox of the National League, like try to do a few things right. You know, you guys are on the right track. You've got a new owner You're spend- who seems willing to spend money. You know, they tried to interview David Stearns, I think, for their GM position. I would have been okay with that. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, try to do a little bit better than, you know, signing a guy like Giannis Cespedes, who's going to play 60 games over a three-year period, and you're going to give him $75 million for it. You know, I think that they can... Yeah. Do a little better than that, anyway. And don't trade Jared Kellenick for Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. Um, <laughs> they, you know, uh, Jared Kellenick is looking like, you know, I know he hasn't debuted yet, but he's going to debut this year for the Mariners and um, going to be pretty good. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, the Oakland A's, Jack. Uh, yeah, the Oakland A's. Um, Jeremy, uh Mine would be, now that Billy Bean is gone, adopt a different philosophy, man. Everybody's sick of Moneyball. It's, uh, you know, now that Billy Bean is gone, you guys can get a fresh start. Don't try to get some imitator in here. Uh, start fresh. Uh, find an, you know, be re-willing to sign the guy, re-sign the guys that you develop. Uh, and just, just get past the Moneyball era. Because everybody's doing it now. So do something different. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, is Billy Bean gone? Is that, is that? Well, I, I mean, I remember reading an article saying that he was, he was done working for the A's. So, um, I'm trying to look that up. I feel like, um, 
Yeah, I think I think maybe he is coming back, but there was there were some rumblings that he was going to be leaving. But um, I they could still they could still try to do something else. I the thing about you know Billy Ball and and just Moneyball and all this stuff like I you know it would be nice if the 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 A's could like you know I th- this is a longer conversation, but you know teams like the A's like do pretty well during the regular season, get to the playoffs a lot. And then like, um, you know, crash and burn basically. Uh, and it's like the, the, the thought process there is that they have to try so hard to compete during the regular season that by the time they make it to the playoffs, they're like, the players are, are pretty worn out. And, uh, so it would be nice if they could like somehow, you know, sign, spend some money and sign some guys that will kind of help them maybe hold up a little bit better, until the playoffs and then maybe, you know, have a chance once they get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I've, uh, the A's were like, uh, an iconic franchise in the seventies. They made a whole bunch of, uh, you know, they made a whole bunch of runs to the world series, but, um, you know, they haven't been back in a, in a friggin' long ass time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to get to the playoffs, but actually being able to have some success when you get there, is another matter. So I think that, um, you know, maybe moving on from a different philosophy would be a good, would be a good idea for them. For sure. All right. Moving right along, Jack, we got the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, yeah, Jeremy for the Phillies. Uh, let me tell you something here. Um, you know, they got Dave Dombrowski now as their GM or president of baseball operations or whatever. He's like the aliens in Independence Day, man. It's like, you know, he'll come there, he'll just ravage your franchise, and then you'll be fucking nothing when they're gone. You know, it happened with the Tigers, it happened with the uh, the Red Sox now, and it's going to happen with the Phillies again. The only problem I have is that, like, they've already done a Dombrowski job. They've signed all these big, big free agents, um, and they have nothing to show for it so far. So I would say, like, you know, they just hired Dombrowski, I think, but, like, get rid of his ass. You know, he'll win you a World <laughs> Series, or he'll, he'll get you to the World Series, but then you'll just be nothing afterward. Well, yeah, he's going to, like, completely, like, ravage the farm system. And, like, honestly, the Phillies don't have that great of a farm system right now anyway. Uh, Like, Spencer Howard is a pitching prospect, but he, like, pitched last year, so he's already in the majors. Um, uh, Alec Bohm, like, already debuted. They have, like, a guy, Bryson Stott, I guess, they they could trade. But, like, they don't really have a a deep farm system. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who Dave Dombrowski is going to – trade away from that team but uh he'll have to he'll have to do like a cubs move where they they trade a star for four you know uh international free agent 17 year olds and then trade those guys i guess for for another star i guess um but uh but yeah uh it'll i don't know they need to that's a team that has been trying and has has been bad so it's like pick one be either be bad or stop trying because trying and then still being bad is pretty, pretty pathetic. So, <laughs> um, speaking of pathetic, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, how about this, Pirates? Why don't you try? Why don't you try? Like, try give give trying a shot first. Like to to know whether or not you're bad or not. Like, you know, like I almost feel bad for the Pirates. Um, so many years of not making the playoffs, and then like they put together a couple runs and only to like be eliminated. I think right two years in a row, like in the wild card game. Um, yes. It, yes. It couldn't have been three. I don't even know, but like, um, but yeah, like it might've, was it three years in a row that they got eliminated in the wild card? 
Um, uh, it, it may have been Jeremy. Um, yeah, I mean, I know they got eliminated by the Cubs that one year. I think they made it in, uh, uh, 2015 the Giants, as well. They lost to the Giants in a wild card game. And then I want to say they lost to the Reds in a wild card game too with Johnny Cueto, right? Or maybe they beat their, I don't know. I don't remember about that one, but definitely, definitely two. Anyway, you know, the Pirates, like, again, another kind of sad franchise and like, I, they're a storied franchise. They've been around forever. Um, but, uh. You know, I could you imagine the Pirates in a World Series? Dude, um, no, because it hasn't happened since I've been following baseball. Yeah, I mean, was the last time they were in the World Series 1979? Uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, because they got eliminated. Well, they got eliminated in the uh, the CS with the uh, Sid Bream play, right? That was the yeah. uh, that was the NLCS. I think yeah. that they didn't, and then they didn't make the playoffs again until they got like uh, you know uh, McCutcheon and all of those uh, uh, people yeah. as well. So yeah, man. I mean it, it, that that franchise. It's just like a moribund franchise. <laughs> they never um, they never sign guys. Uh, or, you know, big free agents. They made disastrous trades like the trade for Archer. Um, yeah. So like you know, well, how about you know, and and now they just traded Josh Bell, who basically had one half a good season. And that was it in his entire career. So it's like, how about you guys just like, uh, you know, maybe just stop being pathetic, Jeremy. That could be a th- that's that's a low bar for a New Year's resolution. But for the Pirates, for the Pirates, maybe it's not so low, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 kind of, you know, and on one hand, like they're in the league that both of our teams are in. So like uh, and the division that both of our teams are in. So you kind of don't want them to become good. But it's like at some point it's like, geez, like what's going on here, Pirates? So. Uh, San Diego, Jack, uh, you know, for San Diego, um, I mean, this is kind of the year for them to step up, right? Yes, absolutely, Jeremy. So it's like they need to, I think, you're right, Jeremy, they need to step up. They need to do the trades that they they need to take advantage of all the trades that they've done. And I think their resolution should be to get to the World Series this year. I think it's World Series or bust for the Padres. Yeah, and honestly, they, they... they're like it's kind of a cool story in a way because it's like the the Dodgers are like the Dodgers are like their like you know uh, Pistons to the early '90s Bulls like it's the team that's like in their way they just need to slay the Dodgers um, you know and then they can they can reap the benefits um, but uh, but yeah hopefully this is the year because again you know see 15 minutes ago on the podcast sick of the sick of the Dodgers let's go Padres yeah absolutely Jeremy I. Uh... I like it. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, the, the sick of the Padres, hate the Dodgers, um, and, and again in the NL West we got the San Francisco Giants, a team that has also had a ton of World Series success. Um, uh, what what could theirs possibly be? Maybe uh, uh, you know give get Gabe Kapler some more cocoa butter for his balls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely get some. You know, they got the bay right there. They can just get a whole bar they get load up a whole barge of it and just like you know coast it on into the san francisco bay uh (laughs) access there um i mean yeah again like a, a a team that like for a team that won the world series not that long ago they've they they kind of are a baseball wasteland these days so um you know maybe try to they should resolve to like you know they should like 
um, digitize all the all the World Series footage and pass it around to their team and remind them that like this was a team that won three World Series in the in the decade of the of the 2010s. Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. That was going to be my other resolution for the Giants is stop signing these guys and uh, and and just having every one of us lose track of them. You know, like it's like Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samarja signed long term deals with the Giants, and then it's like they fell in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so just uh, yeah, just just enough of that. Um, Yeah, Giants, you won three World Series. Uh, step it up a little bit. We got the Mariners, Jeremy. Uh, the Mariners are a, a confusing team to me. They've never won a World Series. I'm never sure never if they're rebuilding the or trying to go for it. I don't know, Jeremy. What do you think is a good one for the Mariners? I mean, let's, you know, I, I, and I know this is a, a, a high bar to set, but, like, make the World Series, right? They've never yep. made the World Series. No, they have never even made it. Um, and they are a team that are trending upwards, uh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, to bring back Jared Kalanick before, I think I mentioned it on this podcast, maybe, um, a couple, like a while ago, maybe I didn't, but like at some point he was signing like these baseball cards, uh, for like this Bowman baseball card set. And he signed it like Jared Kalanick, uh, world series champs, 2022. And so like, uh, they're, they're kind of like, um, they're they're kind of I think that guess that's what they're shooting for but like they're a team on the uprise I don't think I don't think it'll this will be their year but like um they got some big guys coming up uh like I said Jared Kalanick and Julio Rodriguez are are two guys that are gonna be fun to watch once they make them the bigs and then you know they got some young guys already in place so um their arrows pointing up um I think uh they're they're like um their resolution for this year is, um, you know, World Series is, is probably high. So, like, you know, maybe make a run, like get in the playoffs and get those guys up to the majors and kind of get the wheels in motion for uh, for next year for the Mariners. I, I like it, Jeremy. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, you know, Jeremy, I, maybe we can spare the uh, the listeners your apoplexy uh, when it comes to the, <laughs> the Cardinals. I was going to say, you know what? Just give Yadi Molina his friggin' farewell tour. Uh, to quote the movie Jaws, uh, now you're going to sign it. You're going to pay that guy what he wants. Like, uh, Yadier Molina, like, he, he made a big deal of, like, think ta- – I tweeted about this, but, like, you know – talking about how, like, the Cardinals' contract offer to him was a joke. And, like, hey, you know what, man? Like, this team has paid you $150 million in your career. You're a 38-year-old catcher. You don't have a whole lot to offer anymore besides, I guess, you're good at, like, handling a pitching staff. But, like, and this team is probably offering you, like, $10 million. And you're calling that a joke in the midst of a pandemic when, you know, people are getting $600 stimulus checks. uh, Like, that's really going to help anything, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so definitely, you know, very cool move by Yadier Molina to call like a, a million, you know, several million dollar contract a joke. Um, uh, hey, I like it, man. You know, this, this pandemic has been, been tough on us all. Uh, so, but yeah, you know what? Uh, Cards fans are, they, they're actually supporting Yadier Molina in his beef. So, uh, so just give the guy what he wants, give him a farewell tour and just let's get that, his fucking ass out of this league. That's what I think their, their resolution should be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know if there's any barns, uh, you know, near or in uh, Bush Stadium, but let's take Yachty behind the barn and, and shoot him already, huh? <laughs> I'm out of there. Um, but, uh, okay, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, well, or Tampa Bay Rays, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, maybe they won't have the chance to do this, but uh, maybe ride with the, the guys that got you there. Right. Like, you know, don't pull uh Blake Snell, um, you know, 
early and lose the game. Uh, I I I don't I didn't follow the Rays close enough to know exactly like what their like approach was with Blake Snell, but like you know maybe extend those starting pitchers just a little bit so then like all of the pressure in the world isn't on your really good bullpen, you know. Um, yeah, a good start. For yeah, that. Jeremy, what a fucking disgrace when they took Blake Snell out of that game. I mean, hey, like I'm 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 not I'm not uh, you know. Uh, Mr. Old School or anything like that. But when a pitcher is when a pitcher has the hot hand, why don't you ride that in the World Series? Like it was clearly it was clear that Blake Snell just had his absolute A plus stuff. Uh, and the fact that they took him out of that game after he gave up like his second single of the game is ridiculous. And he was angry about it, um, uh, and rightfully so. So yeah, Jeremy, stick with the guys you got that got you there. Uh, analytics be damned. Sometimes you have to just trust your gut, and I'd like to see more of that from Kevin Cash this year. Yep, for sure. Uh, Texas Rangers. Um, yeah, you know uh, they got that new stadium. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't really know. It looks like a cool stadium. I mean, um, they. <sighs> I don't know. It's I'm trying to think of a way to tie it all in because they actually had fans in those stands at some point. I was going to say like, you know, find some way to, to, to share that stadium with everybody else. But they actually did. That was the only stadium that actually had fans in attendance in the 2020 season. Yeah. Jeremy, maybe we can get Fergie Jenkins on this podcast and he can tell us what that stadium was like, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get the, get the word out there for, for us who, uh, we're uh, observing the uh, you know the, the rules of the pandemic and not going to a, a sporting <laughs> event, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's not really a resolution, but it's just the first thing that's popping to mind for the Rangers. Hey, why why not, Jeremy? New stadium. They're the only team with a new stadium, so uh, so yeah, they should they should do that. Uh, the the Toronto Toronto Blue Jays, Jeremy. Um, uh, I think just like you know maybe play half your games in Buffalo as like a way to honor the the fans there, or at least just like play like one game in Buffalo a year. I think that could be a fun thing to like acknowledge that they played there. You know what I mean yeah, kind of like the way that the the Packers used to play like a a, a game or two in in Milwaukee uh back in the day, or... yeah, or though the Bears used to play at Soldier Field. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, not at Soldier Field, at Wrigley Field. Sorry. At Wrigley Field, yep. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, maybe here's a little outside of the box one. What if they sent. Uh, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. I don't know why I'm saying this. What if they send Vladimir Guerrero uh, down, uh, Jr., down uh, Niagara Falls in a, in a barrel? <laughs> I don't know. Just for publicity's sake. I don't know. They, <laughs> The Blue Jays don't seem to get enough publicity, I guess. Uh, so, so do some kind of stunt like that, and uh, you know, hopefully he survives and everything. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's just something that popped into my mind there. So we'll go with that. I like it. That's like a joke you would see on The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, and finally we have the we have the Washington Nationals. Um, uh, yeah, Jeremy. I I guess I, my my resolution for them would be to, uh, you know what, why don't you guys bounce back a little better from that World Series that you won, you know, less than two years ago, um, or just, you know, like a year and change ago, uh, because they were just like, you know, they were pretty garbage this year, and uh, nobody's really talking about them anymore, and they lost Anthony Rendon. Um, yeah, you know, it's just like, it, it seems like they got hot at the right time, and maybe won a World Series that they didn't really, you know, deserve to win as far as being the best team is concerned. So, uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe they need to, uh, uh, 
you know, cure that World Series hangover. You know, I don't know if it's a hair of the dog that they need, but like, uh, you know, try to try to overcome that this year. Yeah, um, that seems fair. Uh, still kind of feel like the Nats are living down that that, uh, that White House appearance <laughs> after the World <laughs> Series. I don't still can't shake that one. But, um, you know, uh, in other news, um, I mean, you know, fucking clone Juan Soto nine times and have him play every position uh, for your team. <laughs> there's there's a there's a resolution for the Nats. And here's one more. If you're going to go ahead and acquire Chris Bryant, give us some fucking pro- like top tier prospects. Give us Cade Cavalli, give us Jackson Rutledge, give us Carter Keyboom. We'll give you Chris Bryant. We'll call it a day and you'll be you'll be fine. You know, you'll get back that third baseman uh, that you that you lost with Rendon and uh, the Cubs will uh, have more prospects except ones that we've actually heard of that are uh, have some pedigree. And um, yeah, like let's not be so precious with these prospects. Like let's help the Cubs out here, folks, please. Is is Jackson Rutledge related to Josh Rutledge? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. That's disappointing, Jeremy. Okay, but uh, I was hoping hoping you would say yes. But yeah, uh, that that's a that's a good one. Um, uh, I mean, what does Brian have? One more year left on his contract. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, se- it se- seems like that might be kind of a hefty return for one year of Chris Bryant. But hopefully, they could oh, yeah. get like one or one or two of the guys that you that you named um you know i don't i don't see why not if the nationals i mean they still have corbin scherzer and strasburg right so with those three guys you can make a run uh, in any given year um provided that you have a few position players who have hot seasons uh, if those if those guys are right you always have a chance to win the division as long as they're on your team so uh yeah jeremy and it might be interesting to see a, a chris bryant in a national jersey so who knows maybe before the uh maybe before opening day that deal will get done well, if there's a bet for it, Jack, I'll uh, let you know. And uh, if not, I'll take some action on that one. <laughs> got some money to burn. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it, Jeremy. Um, uh, and you know, we we didn't we didn't go for this, but you know, did you uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, you know, Jack, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I've I've resolved to um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm I'm trying to curtail my soda drinking jack so i'm i'm like i'm going like uh sodas for as a post meal uh indulgence instead of like a with meal indulgent okay okay so so sodas soda is to be treated more like a more like it's like a treat than it is just like something you would drink um you know with like a meal yeah well because what happens is i'll eat like a you know, like a bacon cheeseburger and I'll like grab a soda and I'll like suck down half of it, like to wash down like the first bite of my burger or something. And, you know, then I'll go through like two or three sodas or something and it's, it's not good. So that's, that's my resolution. I like, yeah, it's that, that sounds good to me, Jeremy. I'll, and I'll hold you to that too. If we, next time we hang out, if I see you have a soda, I'm going to fucking slap it out of your hand. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate yeah. That. yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I started doing Duolingo. Um, oh. so my, uh, that's my, my resolution is to do like 15 minutes of Spanish a day or like, you know, whatever it is, a three lessons a day that you can do. So, mm. um, yeah, man. So like, who knows, like maybe if we, uh, you know, if we encounter Wander Franco again, like I can have a, you know, we, I can speak to him in Spanish or something, you know, like, I mean, d- yeah, I, I, I'd say send us down to the, to, to the DR so we can scout some, uh, future shortstops. That's what I'm, that's the angle that I'm looking for, Jack. They need people to be shooting like, uh, this, um, you know, the, the scouting footage. Jeremy, you know, we, you know, fuck the Arizona fall league, dude. Let's go to the Dominican winter league. Yeah. Dominican winter league or the Dominican prospect league, Jack. This, I mean, you know, we'll, 
we'll we'll uh, have our we'll have our pick of the litter of fifteen year old Dominican boys who can play shortstop. <laughs> Did I say uh, something weird there? <laughs> uh, you know, presented without comment, I think would be the best the best uh, way to say it. Well, you know, you know what, Jeremy. Uh, uh, <laughs> So we'll have to, um, you know, we'll have to see if any of these resolutions come to pass for any of these teams. Um, you know, we'll see if I can learn some Spanish. We'll see if you can, uh, you know, stop drinking soda. And we'll see everybody probably next week with a new episode, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, hit us up on com at Theater on Twitter and Instagram, and Pod at gmail.com if you got any uh, suggestions, uh, criticisms about my choices to talk about Ryan Friel or... Uh, <laughs> Um, 15-year-old Dominican boys. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week on the podcast. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. <laughs> I'm Jack Swakowski. Later. Later.